Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we read Parashat Kitsetse, which means when you go out, referring to when you go out to war. So there's um, a verse in the Parashat that says, when one leaves to war against the enemy and Hashem gives them into your hands and you take captive, what it means is that uh, what happens when you go out to war and how you should behave when you uh, go out to war. And here it's talking in the parasha in a physical sense, how the Jewish people were supposed to fight their wars, what was their, the way that they should behave when they were fighting their wars, the moral uh, compass of a Jew in the way they fought a war. But the Zohar also explains that every Jew fights a war every day. We, we're in a constant battle from the day we're born till the day we die. We're always fighting a war. And that war is within ourselves, between our godly soul and our animal soul. So every, every Jew has two souls. We have a divine soul, a, a, a part of us that is mamesh, a piece of God, that it's, a, its essence is divine. It has no ego of its own whatsoever. The only thing this soul wants to do is uh, fulfill the purpose and the will of God in this world. He only wants to pray, he only wants to learn, he wants to do mitzvot, he wants to be the good kid, the good child. But then we have another entity inside of us which is an animal soul and it's, it's an animal. It's, it's a full-fledged animal uh, which is uh, motivated by its uh, ego and it's everything is about him. So how do you know which part of you is talking when you say, I want, I believe, I, 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 that's your animal inside. When you say, eh, let's do what Hashem wants, that what does God want from me at this moment? How should I eat? How does God want me to eat? How does he want me to dress? Then you're living with your divine soul. So every day we have this constant battle inside of ourselves in which one of these two kings is gonna be the one that's gonna reign in ourselves. And the more you feed one side, that's the one that's gonna be stronger. And the more you feed the other, that's the one that's gonna be stronger. But both of them cannot rule at the same time. So the Alter Reb explains that this uh, animal soul or Yetzer Hara, evil inclination, as many people call it, is he gives a parable of a prostitute that a king hires to entice the prince, and she's really not a prostitute, she's a good girl, and he's hiring her to make believe she's a prostitute, to entice the prince, to see how righteous this prince is. And it comes to be that this lady feels bad for the prince, and she decides she's not gonna do the job, and, um, and she hires another girl, and she gives her the job. This other girl also doesn't want to do it. She feels terrible for, for the prince and she decides she's not gonna do this job. And then she hires another one and then another one until the one that is willing to do it is not thinking about the prince anymore. She just wants to make him fall. So this is our Yetzer Hara, this is our animal soul. It's a entity that's put inside of ourselves that is not there to make us fall, really. That's not the purpose of it. It's to help us be able to win the war. It's there to aid us, to aid us, but the problem is that this animal soul in that descent 
uh, to this world, forgot what was his real purpose, and he got enticed by the world and its pleasures and its desires, because really the root of this soul is rooted in fire. You know, there's four elements, earth, wind, water, and fire. And this um, animal soul, it's rooted in fire. Fire is passion, right? So this animal soul comes into the world and he really forgets what's his purpose here, like that last prostitute that was hired. She forgot what was the purpose. And her only intention is to make the prince fall, but she forgets what's the purpose here. And the same way, our animal soul gets so distracted by the material world and the physical world and the world he desires that he completely forgets what's his, uh, what's his job. And, and that's the problem. So we are every day battling this battle of this part of us that just wants to have fun, wants to be part of the material world, wants every pleasure under the sun, and doesn't care anything about God. And, and, and then there's another part of us that wants to be godly and wants to be altruistic and wants to be connected to Hashem. So the Sohar it explains to us that this war that we wage every day is really at the time of prayer. And prayer is a time where many people tell me, Margie, it's so hard to pray. When I'm trying to pray, all these thoughts come into my head. I get distracted. It's so hard. And that's why, because you're fighting that war between your, your godly and your, and your animalistic natures. So we see here also that this, this war that is supposed to be fought daily, that's why we have to pray every day, actually three times a day, this war, in previous times when the temples existed, was done in the Mizbeah with the sacrifices, with the korbanot that were done in the temples. So in the temple, in the first and in the second temple. So when a person sinned, what did he do? He brought a korban to, the, to be offered. And, um, and this animal that was brought to be sacrificed, in reality, what he was doing is that when the animal was being sacrificed, that person was giving his animal, he was sacrificing an animal, but he was really sacrificing his animal soul. That was the whole purpose of this, uh, of this uh, sacrifice. And the, there was a, a light that was ignited by the Kohen, and it was light. And then there was a light that came, a fire that came from above and consumed the meat, the, the animal. So the same way this animal soul has a root in the upper world, it, it, it once passed in the in, in the glory of Hashem. The problem is once he descended to this world, he forgot who he was. So prayer, today the sages instituted prayer in, in, um, in exchange of the korbanot, because since we don't have a temple, we cannot do sacrifices, animal sacrifices anymore. We, we don't do that practice anymore. So prayer took the place of the korbanot. So how does this work? How do we... Um, make prayer like a sacrifice of the of the animal soul what it is is that when you come to to pray your animal is inside of you is bothering you and trying to get you away from from praying with the right kavana with the right intention with the right um, desire and it gets intertwined between the prayer and it, it becomes very hard to pray so if you pray like a horse, what, what the Rebbe says is that your whole day is defined by the way you pray. 
If you pray like a horse, you're going to have a day of a horse. If you pray holy in a holy way, fighting your Yetzirah, knowing that it's there to fight you and to not allow you to pray, then you're, and you're always constantly thinking about God, thinking about God, thinking about God. It's like if a, a snake, it says in the Shulchan Aruch that even if a snake is going up your leg while you're praying, you should never stop. You should continue. So you continue, you continue, you continue, because many people tell me, Margie, I'm praying and I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should stop. And, and, and the Shulchan Aruch says, no way, you don't stop, you continue praying. You continue praying and all the time you concentrate in Hashem, concentrating Hashem. Every time a thought comes, just go back to God. And if you have to do it a thousand times, do it a thousand times, but continue praying. And one day you're going to be able to master it a, a little better. But even if you're praying for all your life, you're always going to have this battle inside of you at the time of prayer. So it's very important for us to really uh, meditate on this. Uh, that's why so many people prepare themselves before prayer. They say some psalms or they learn a little bit of Torah after the, the blessings in the morning. They, they prepare, they give tzedakah. They do things that will prepare them to be able to encounter prayer with a different outlook. And, um, and it says also that in the last of the Korbanot, it is recorded that in order for the heavenly fire to be drawn from above, one is required to first ignite a physical fire on the altar, as I said before. And this law applies likewise in today's Korban with prayer, that in today, when we're going to pray, we also need to ignite a light inside of us so that heavenly light can come down and consume the animal inside of us and take it up and elevate it. Because you don't need to elevate your godly neshama. Your, your godly soul really doesn't need to be fixed at all. It's perfect. It, it, the purpose of life is not to elevate the godly neshama. That the godly neshama doesn't need to be changed. It's perfect. It just needs to be revealed. But the way in which you're able to reveal your godly soul really is if you make your animal soul smaller. It's the only way. And that's why we have to pray and we have to do mitzvot and we have to do all these things. So constantly during the day we're diminishing the, 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 the animal in us and the godly neshama is being able to reveal itself in this world. So it's really a battle a constant battle from the day we're born till the day we leave. It's never going to end. And that's why we have to pray every, every, every day. And here the Alter Rebbe gives us um, um, a parable. And before I say the parable, they, I forgot to say that when you ignite that light within yourself, the, the idea is that you're going to be able to pray with passion and love for God. And then that heavenly light, that heavenly fire will come to you. And the, how do we do this? The Alter Rebbe says by contemplating all the matters that the animal soul loves. So when you look at what the animal soul loves, what does he love? He loves food, he loves clothes, he loves to party, he loves uh, pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. And when you're contemplating on these things that the animal soul loves, but you turn them around to be able to elevate them and do them in a holy way. Like if you're going to eat, eat kosher, say a blessing. If you're going to dress, dress in, the, in a godly way. All these things, when you transform them, you, what you do is you make that animal soul work for the godly neshama. And he, at the end of the day, this is what he wants. This is what he really, really wants. He wants this. 
He doesn't think he wants it. He forgot he wants this. But in reality, this is what he wants. So the Alter Rebbe gives us an, a parable of a very, very uh, high-positioned investment banker that goes to the Amazons for a, for a prospective new business uh, expedition in the coffee industry. And this guy lived in the upper world, in the upper class. He had a beautiful mansion, and the perfect wife, the perfect kids, the beautiful car. He had a yacht. He had a, a private plane. Like, he was living the life of the, imagine, who, who doesn't want to have that life? Everybody wants it. So he's living this life, and he goes to the Amazons for this uh, business. And what happens is that the expedition in which he's in gets lost in the forest. In the, in the woods, in the forest, in the rainforest of the Amazons, and uh, they can't get out. They don't know how to get out of there, and they end up living in the Amazons for many years. They, they, they get lost, and they're there. So with time, this man, he, at the beginning, he had hope that he was going to get out of there. He's thinking about his house, about his wife, about his kids, about his car, and all these things keep him going, 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 because this is what he wants, right? So this keeps him going. But after a few years, you know, a worm becomes a commodity for him because he's so hungry that even a worm is a luxury. So he starts forgetting what is luxurious, and he starts craving all these creepy things that for even the lowest person in this world would not even think about eating a worm. So this is what, what we see. He sees his house and everything that he used to have as very distant. And this is what happens to us. We come from godly place where we're living in luxury, luxury of being connected to Hashem. And then we come into this world, this material world, and we forget what is really, really worthy. We forget. And then we get attached to all this crap around us that we think it's worthy and really, it does, it's, it's nothing. It's, 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 it doesn't have meaning. It, it's purposeless. So this guy meets someone in the forest one day. There's a, a wise man in the forest that is wandering also. He's also lost in the forest. But the difference between the wise man and the, and the businessman is that the wise man hasn't forgotten what is really precious. And he reminds this man of what is really precious. He reminds him to not allow him to forget what is really worthy. And uh, this story is a story of our animal soul and our godly soul uh, down here in this world. And the animal soul forgot what is really precious. And the godly soul really is here to remind that animal inside of us what really is precious. So. Uh, so here we see that, that the, the strategy of the battle going on with our enemy, which is our animal soul, which in reality is not an enemy, because when he remembers who he is, he, he's, he will stop fighting you. So this, this, the verse states, when you will go out to war over the enemy, what is the meaning of the words over the enemy, rather than with the enemy? Hidden in these words is the strategy required for one to be successful in the battle against his animal soul. And the verse is teaching us that when you go out to overcome the material desire of that soul, of your animal soul, to cool it off from its worldly pleasures and switch it to what is worthy, 
What we have to do is that we have to ignite in that soul the love for God. Never forget who, who he's working for. The problem here is people forget who they work for. People forget who's the boss. But if we are able to connect that soul to his boss and who he works for and who takes care of him and who makes, gives him everything, and that's God, then when we switch those pleasures of the worldly world to the love for God, then we can come and overcome our enemy. So this means that you, sh you should reach out to the root and source of the enemy, and which is the root and source of the animal soul in the, in, in the supernal chariot. So at the end, what we have to keep in mind here and never forget is that we should pray every day to begin with. It's very important in our, in our, in our success in life. Uh, the prayer is going to determine your day. It's going to put the tone of your day. And it's also there to educate the animal soul and remind him why, is he, why he's here. And know that in truth, the animal soul likewise desires the same spiritual closeness to God. Really, I think that many people live in this world like with a, with a short circuit and all these maladies that are in the world are because we have a short circuit between these two entities inside of us and they're not balanced at all. And when we don't have a balance between, between them inside of ourselves, then all these maladies start appearing inside of us. So we should just simply reawaken in this soul the whole purpose of his existence, to, to remind him that his sole purpose is to ignite fire, passion, love for God in the godly neshama, is to allow it to do what he has to do in this world with love and, 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 and passion, which is the fire of the animal soul. And that it is not enough to have prayed properly yesterday. It's not enough that I prayed yesterday. Every day requires a new battle, a new spark. The Yetzirahara of yesterday is not the... It today wakes up with a different outlook. He forgets because he suffers from amnesia. We have to remember this. He forgets every day that who he is, and we have to remind him every day who he is with love. And, and a new refinement of the animal soul will 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 be uh, will give wisdom wisdom in this world. So that's our battle. We should battle it. And remember, when you do this, you really live a little higher. So start praying. Thank you.